Welcome to this week's sermon from Heights Worship Center. We believe God has something for you today. We hope this message encourages and inspires you. When we were making some major changes or transition in the church, the Lord gave me a word, but I never had a chance to be able to deliver it. Because we were like in time sequence and all of that. So this word was placed upon my heart to share it sometime during that, that, that time when we were having pastorate on to take the leadership of the church. And also God gave me a confirming word why we're doing things that we are doing in the kingdom. And I'm supposing that the Holy Spirit wanted to share it this time because he would want for us to keep the momentum of the choices that we have made as a family together. So turn with me to the scripture that we want to focus today, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. What a cool text, right? 2, 2, 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. And this will be all on that same chapter because I'm just going to take you through the different times where Elijah and Elijah were, were conversing and where they're having this, you know, brother, dad, father, whatever type of relationship, mentorship, coaching, and all of that. And at the middle of some of this event, these are the turning points or the key things that God was doing to keep them together. So if you would notice, you know, there are key words that you would be able to see pop up at the same time we're reading the scripture. So here we go. Everybody read with me. Very, very short. Ready, go. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives, you yourself live. I will never leave you. So they went down together in Bethel. So that's number one. Move with me to the next verse, please, on verse four. I need for you to notice how things look the same every time you would read the verse. Okay, you're in verse 4 right now. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord told me to go to Jericho. So the first verse was go to where? Bethel. This time go to Jericho. But Elijah replied again, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. Sa Tagalog po ang tawag dyan ay walang iwanan. Okay. I'm, I'm rehearsing my Filipino words to be able to adapt back, you know, when you go back home. But here we go. Elijah said, surely as the Lord lives, you and yourself live. I will never leave you. So they went together to Jericho. Are you noticing the familiar words that stands out? And third one, if you haven't caught it, third verse. Move to verse 6 with me. Okay, here we go. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Jordan River. Everybody say Jordan River. What was the first place? It was Bethel. And the second place was now you can preach the whole sermon of Pastor Jaron. You see, this is what I'm equipping you to do in reading the Bible. You have to notice the similar words that pops up like they say, wow, there must be something 
that the Lord is talking to me or revealing to me when you come across those familiar statements. And that's the reason why the message today is, I would want to say, stick through thick and thin. I don't know about what you to stick through thick and thin. This was being illustrated by Elijah and Elijah. So let me read again, okay, the last verse that we have there in verse 6. Then Elijah to Elisha, said, they said to each other like this, Stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Wow. I would want to propose to you this morning that as a church, we have gone through many of this Bethel episode, Jordan River episode, and Jericho episode. In fact, we have a song about Jericho. We have a song about, continued about crossing our Jordan. But first and foremost, it was Bethel. Bethel was the place where it is called the house of God. It is important to stick together in the house of God. Everybody say amen. And all in the house of God say amen. amen. This is the way we stick together through thick and thin. Through hurricane, storm, typhoons of life. I'm not talking about the climate now, right? We have turbulence inside or outside wherever we go. But what do we have to do? Stick together. Say to your neighbor, stick together. You see, Elijah and Elijah was modeling to us on what it is to be able to bond together, not just in the spirit of unity, but in the mission, in the endeavor, in the very purposes that God had set for us. So you could imagine the mentorship and the time that Elijah has to impart or be able to train Elijah. And so... We know that if you read the previous chapter and uh, the beginning of this chapter as well, that this was the time of the departure of Elijah. And so Elisha knows, boy, I'm not going to let go my master. I'm not going to let go my sir. I'm going to be there to him until whatever happens, I need to be there with him. And so the first thing, I need to go to, to Bethel. That's the house of God. Today, thank you for being in the house of God. But at the same time, we know this is the house of God. Your body is the house, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is where you personally commune with God. So whether you are in or outside of the building, you've got a mobile house of God. Now you cannot escape meeting with God. Why? This body is the temple of the... There you go. So you can meet with God any place, anytime, anywhere. But what was the importance and significance of why Elisha would not let go of Elijah? Because there are three things that might take place. First and foremost, it is a place where they are to celebrate the presence of God together. If those of you who are watching online... You miss the physical, the in-person, but same spirit, okay? But on that same time, the fellowship right here that is in the house, it felt with in-person handshake, say hi, hello, hug, and all of that, and the encouragement that we receive. Worship is not just being able to commune with God, but God communing with us, and God communes back with us to what? 
through his body. Where's the body of Christ? Raise your hand. Where's the body of Christ? Here. We are the body of Christ. You want to be ministered by the body of Christ, you got to show up in person. All right? So this is not to discredit anybody who stayed at home to be able to be, to be safe during this time. But I need for you to be able to understand the importance of being able to meet together, to stick together in Bethel, to stick together in the household of faith, to be able to stick together being a family of faith. Why? Because there is the celebration of God's presence. Number two, there is the word of God that is being shared. There is communion on the same bread of God. We want to stay on the same page of the revelation of God's word. Today, when you are looking at the outline of the worship time, what was it saying to you? It was not just songs that we are able to do together in worship, but it was the Word of God encouraging, encouraging us to what? To stay focused on Jesus, keeping Jesus at the center of every affair that we have. And so, boy, you cannot move away from that. I could see that it kept us focused on Jesus, especially when we start singing, shout from the mountains. What was that? Shout Jesus from the mountains. That was the word of the Lord this morning. Your worship spoke to the mountains. Where? In Maui. Your worship spoke to the mountains. Where? In Kelowna, Canada. There, there's another fire. Did you know that? And there were uh, other brush fires too in Oahu. There's also fire in Montana. Wherever those mountains right now that is in trouble, your worship went there. Did you realize that? So when you come to the house of God, when you come to worship, God releases his word. We're not doing ceremoniously rituals here. You know, Christians can have rituals too. Why? Because now everything they do is meaningless. Without spirit, without life. But then we receive the breath of the Holy Spirit that when you begin to engage God in worship, God begins to unfold His mind. Wow! How God can unfold His mind to you. His thoughts, His heart. When you begin to commune with Him in His Word, in worship, and today that stood out. Maybe it would be different for you, but, for you, but the same Spirit that God wanted us to draw to him so we could hear what God is saying to our heart. We cannot let go, not going to Bethel, because that's where we hear God's word. That's where we receive the revelation of the word of God. So whenever there is a proclamation of God's word behind this pulpit, whether that would be the pastor, the young leaders, and those that would be given an opportunity to minister the word of God, would take it because God wants us to be in his house to not only worship, but be able to hear God's word and commune with him. Lastly, we want to be in Bethel because that's where we do our service. That's where we work. That's where we have an outflow of what we receive. We don't want to be stagnant believers. There has to be an outflow of faith. There has to be an exercise of faith. Today, congratulations. Shake hands with your neighbor and say, you exercise faith to come to church. You defied gravity. <laughs> you defied gravity. What was the gravity? The, gravi the gravity in the bed to stay at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> the gravity just to, oh, what a comfort. <laughs> you defied it. Wow, what a service. Not for the church even. Not even for yourself. It was just a demonstration. Okay, God, you know, you, you defied the gravity of the pain in the cross and the crown of thorns and all the suffering. I'm just going to defy the rain and the floods, right? So what is that? Okay, well, we're not saying you endanger yourself. Come on, all right? We're just applying on how God challenges us to serve him back. To be able to see that opportunity in the house of the Lord. Opportunity in this Bethel presents you. I could not hold last Sunday. Uh, whoever were in the worship team, it was a family thing. Today, we have a family thing on stage. Fathers, sons, the grandpa here in the middle. And the daddy over there. And another son right here. I mean, what is that? That is opportunity in the house of the Lord for service. Don't default yourself sticking together with the Elisha of the presence of God or the Elijah of the presence of God that we miss out in the opportunity of service. That's the reason why we stick together through thick and thin. We don't want to let go of that opportunity. God is opening doors for us at the church. But hey, you know what? The first door he opens is right here. What do you learn to be able to teach the big classes and all of that, right? Here, now you're being invited to be, be in other churches. I'm talk, many of you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Giselle. <laughs> we just have an eye-to-eye contact here and all of but, you know, we see that happen. Why? It started right here at home. So Elijah said, Elijah, I'm not going to let you go. You go to Bethel, I go with you. So same with you and us all to get to do today. As a family, we stick it all together. Number two, let me just say that we partake together of the same spirit move in the house of God and in worship. So how the Holy Spirit would prepare the spiritual table of the spiritual bounty. Have we switched to that imagery right now? How, let me repeat. How the Holy Spirit prepared the table. We're even now, we're not the presence of our enemies. He can prepare a table for us and prepare a bounty for us to partake of the same provision together. So number two. There was the challenge of being able to go to Jericho. How many of you still remember the story of Jericho? Okay, walls coming down, right? Uh, ten years ago, I had the opportunity of being able to visit and see Jericho. And when the tour guide said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jericho. I was looking for rocks and stones and a pile of rubble. There's nothing. And the tour guide said, and when it was time that God said the wall says to come down, the walls was swallowed up by the ground. So now that altered your image of how the walls fall down, right? So there was what? An easy takeover of the city. There was no pile of rubbles to climb. Nothing. So their chariots, their whatever they have to bring in, took over the city so quick. 
Okay. In this presentation of how that Elijah in Elisha was in the back of the mind of the backdrop painting of what Jericho was not the walls, but the acts of God and the supernatural work of God that can manifest again in Jericho, Elisha said, uh-uh, I'm not going to miss it. Okay, my ancestors were talking about the walls coming down. This time, I'm not going to, if something else happened in Jericho, I'm going to be present there. So, Elijah, stop from stopping me. I'm going to go with you. So, you read the verse and says, but Elisha replied, surely the Lord lives, you and yourself live. I will never leave you. And they went together to Jericho. What is there in Jericho? Before they took Jericho, there was consecration. There was a time that they had to dedicate themselves. If you could remember well, not just the challenge of being able to obey God to march, but they have got to consecrate themselves, and especially the men. They have to be circumcised before they have to march. I say, but God, what a poor decision. Why do you have to circumcise all the men before the war? You, you understand this? So that the army is not going to trust in their flesh in taking the city. In time of their weakness and in their pain, God delivered the city into their hands. You feel that pain right now in your journey? You feel that weakness? You're taking over something. <laughs> so there is a reverse mindset, people. In the principle of God. So when you are in your weakest moment, you're taking over something. God's strength is made perfect in you. So for the whole nation of Israel, in their most weak, weakest time, they took over the city. What are you trying to take over in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why in your weakest moment? So don't be diverted of some of the trials and weaknesses in your life. Because you might be at the edge of taking your Jericho. You might be at the edge of taking that which God has prepared for you. To be able to deliver into your own hands. That's why Eli Elisha said, I'm not going to let you go, Elijah. I've heard it, how Jericho was delivered into our ancestors, into our faith fathers. Whatever is going to happen, I will be there. So it was a place of consecration. Number two, it was a place of challenge. That together we stick not only so we can dedicate ourselves to the mission of the church, to the vision of the church in what it is to win our city, to be able to keep on reaching the children and be able to prepare our young people for their future. But there's a great move in the body of Christ that has been initiated in Jerusalem uh, last April or something. They made mention of a 10-year window from 2023 to 2033 for 10 years, the body of Christ has bonded together to make not only discipleship, but evangelism and reaching out and winning the lost at the forefront because they are anticipating to celebrate the, wow, this is great, the 
2,000-year anniversary of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in 33 AD, what took place there? The resurrection of Jesus, right? So on 2033, that's 2,000 years. We want to celebrate. But Jesus might come before 2033. That's the beauty of it, right? So, but we are looking at dates and things to inspire us that we can celebrate. Could you imagine one person who comes to know the Lord Jesus, the whole of heaven, what? Celebrate. And as a church, we want to celebrate every time we are able to win somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the push that we would be able to do this as a kingdom that has been planted on earth today to bring that transformation that God wanted to see. So the challenge has been the same. The great commission to win the lost. And Jericho is a place for us to be able to set our gaze into what is in the heart of God. It's always the one against the 99. The one against the 99. And the principle, live the 99, they're secure already, but go find for that one. What would that challenge be for you and for me? What would that be challenge for Heights Worship Center? That in the 99, we would be able to see that one that needed still to be reached. Jericho represents that one that needed to be reached. Lastly, conquest. It was how God delivered the city in a very extraordinary way that it was true obedience, worship, and in the many things that God instructed them to do. It was a preparation how they have to listen to God. When I, when I look at the progression, by the way, it's another preaching. Because when I started reading the sequence of the procession around, you know, when they have to put the worshipers first, then the, the ark and all of that, the, and, and the process of how they are being arranged, boy, there is a message. There is a significance of what, and maybe one of these days I'm going to tell the, you all about that. But the conquest and how the, it was delivered into their ha hands, it's because of their careful obedience to the instruction of the Lord. Today, we have still conquest to be won. First, we want to do that in our homes and in our family. That's the reason why we equip ourselves in spiritual sexuality, because we might lose the battle inside our household. We want to be winners. We want to be championing the battle in the minds, the battle in the heart. We want to be champions in being able to capture the heart of our children and their future right now, not tomorrow. And that's the reason why we equip ourselves to be able to see that God can use us not only for our own homes and family, but even for others. So the challenge remains that we have Jericho's around. We have Jericho's. So when we show up on Saturday for our conversation, we're talking about Jericho's more to be won into the kingdom of God for the reason Elijah said, I'm not going to let you go, Elijah. I'm going to stick with you through thick and thin. I'll see you Saturday, okay? <laughs> That's it, right? Lastly, 
together in Jordan River. Oh, I have a little statement I put in. Battle, it's battle bonding happens when we are fighting a common enemy. We bond. We see somebody wounded beside us. We fight more. Come on, bring it on, you know. The bonding that happens because we're fighting a common enemy. Lastly, together at Jordan. Well, we know many significant things happen in Jordan. But this time, first, they, Elijah saw the first example, the demonstration, because Elijah, you know, took his cloak and then walked. The, the Jordan River parted. Okay, say, whoa, what is this? And so he knew that what would happen in Jordan River was not just for them as a whole nation crossing it to take Jericho, but there is a Jordan in Elisha's life that needed to be crossed. Elijah being the mentor, being the master, Elisha knew that he needed something in his life that he can anchor, you know, in what God would want to do. You, uh, you had today, when we were singing a song, uh, pe I'm engaging people in this sound booth. You have something on the screen today when we were singing a song. It's like two waters. Could you put that back on the screen, the background? What do you see, people? I was worshiping that today. I said, God, that image is preaching to me. Two body of waters are being separated. I was seeing a camera on top view. I don't know about you. I think I'm crazy. Everything means. Everything kind of stands Oh, microphone. I'll hang it right. <laughs> what, what was happening? I was just so soaking. Well, maybe because I was the preacher, right? You cannot take it. But I said, wow, look. And it was this day. And then after they were just warming up, you know, if you came a little bit earlier, they just continued and playing. Three drummers, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit took turns to play drums with a new baby right here on the stage. I asked your girls, Pete, you know, and say, who, who, who's your new baby? He say, I'd say, play the drums. I'd say, who wants to play the drum? Both girls raised their hands. So, Mommy, be, be, be ready. The house will be shaking. Oh, the house will be shaking. So, Grandpa and Grandma, the house will be shaking. Why? Because they're going to be learning what it is to be serving God in their own way, for, in their own time. But what I was saying is that God is giving that opportunity. And so I was looking and saying, oh God, how beautiful it is. Not only that they crossed the Red Sea. And now the, to be able to take Jericho, they have to cross the Jordan. But you took time to share the same miracle to an Elijah and especially to Elisha. You know what was that to me? You can cross your Jordan today. You can cross your Jordan today 
on dry ground. Why? It was not just for Israel. It was not just the Red Sea and the Jordan. And when these two guys, because there has to be a transmission, there was, has to be an impartation of what God has done in the past to the present day. The whole idea of the story of all of this three points, what God has done before, he can do it again. Now start thinking what had happened in the past for you when you were you and your in, 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 in the past blessings when we say in your experience with God and God say I'm gonna renew that on this day I'm gonna do that again in a different dimension and much more fuller in the sense that it is it, it will be overflowing it's pressed down shaken together running over that God would be able to do to you so when we see it would be a it would be a manifestation of crossing over, of what it is to cross over from doubt to faith, from fear to courage. It would be something that was negative, what was dark, into positive, into what is light. What is that? that needed to be crossed over in your Jordan today. Number two, there has to be a cross bearer. Oh, I love this portion. I spent about maybe 30 minutes looking for this word, cross bearer. Because let me advance, cross over, cross bearer, cross breeder. Three words coming together for this point. I just advancing that to you because I felt like it did not stop there, but because he was willing to take the challenge, then he became the favor, the cross-bearer, that being able to stick through thick and thin, received the mantle of the double portion of the anointing. He was able, Elisha was able to stick through thick and thin. No wonder why he was the one who caught. And when his desire said, I want the double portion of the spirit of Elijah. And God did not, did not shortchange Elisha on his commitment and say, yes, you may have the double portion of that anointing you which you had been asking. That's the reason why for Pastor Adon to be able to be leading us in this time has been the occasion of how through many years, along with all of you, okay, whether you have started just yesterday or many years back, we stuck it all together through thick and thin, you know, in the purposes of God that he brought us together. He was willing to bear what it was to be in service with Elijah that now Elisha has to receive the impartation of the double portion of that anointing. Lastly, when I say the cross bearer, when we say the cross breeder, because of how he took the mantle of what he received from God and right away put it into practice. He did not wait for any time. I'd like for you to read the story yourself throughout this chapter. Because I believe it will carry on another application to you. On referring to your Jordans. On referring to what you have received. Boy, I, I was tempted to wear some Jordans today. 
Because I said, wow, you know what? But it will take us away from the whole thought of the real Jordans. <laughs> but I say, God has given us, God has given us challenges. They may look like Jordans or not. They might be like, you know, what was it to be in those Jerichos or not. And the rest of the other obstacles. And yet you were willing to take on the challenge. And God was able to, what was in the hand of Elijah, now in the hand of Elijah. I, I need for you to realize Something already has been passed on to you. Ah, this is too cool for me to be standing here and affirming you're not empty-handed. You, don't, don't listen to the devil that you're nothing, that you have nothing to offer. That's all a lie. Because you, the reason why you're hearing this today, because God is affirming to you, you have already something in your head to offer the world, to offer God, to offer that is much needed in the kingdom of God. This is God's word affirming that don't you ever doubt that you're not important to God or to God's kingdom purposes because God wants to bring, God wants to bring his presence within you. Isn't that divine and heavenly touching earth that's how the cross breeding happens guys you know when what is eternal and divine bam ignites you what happens there is a cross breeding of natural and supernatural what is natural and spiritual i'm just using words you know how those words are. But what is that? The coming together of what was heavenly and it, what is earthly. What is eternal and what is temporal. Do you see that? God allows it. And that's the reason why when we were talking about our weakness, isn't that what is natural? And yet in your weakest moment, it says, he is the strongest. And that's what God wants to bring into your life. So it's okay to feel weak. When I say weak, it's not because you want to dwell there, but that motivates you to be say, hey, there is more to what God would want to do in my life. This is God reminding me that in my time of weakness, in my time of trial, in my time of desperation, I can cry out to God and God listens to me. Today, God wants... Wow. Uh, no, I'm not going to do some more illustration. I have my jacket right there. <laughs> but could you catch something in the spirit the Lord wants to bestow upon you? Since the worship time, I, I, it's okay, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Uh, the, the, the service, we're going we're gonna to go one more hour. Uh, we, 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 I, just want, I just want to say that from the time we initiated, you know, just worshiping. And it, I could not deny it. I'm back again to the warming up. You were just fine-tuning here. You were just adjusting volumes. Nothing happens by accident to God. It was actually already setting the pace for what the atmosphere. 
And so those little times of preparation when you, everybody comes early to set the house of God in order sets the climate of the Holy Spirit. Sets the climate of what God would want to do. So when you come in, what's ready? The table is already ready and spread before you. So something that you need to take, to say to God, God, what was that today? Call my attention. Alert me into the things that you had already conveyed. I know he was there. And he will continue to be there. Worship team, join me back, please. So back again to the song, Shout to the Mountains. Because I believe God, God want to, and this the analogy... Oh, let me tell you, it brings me back the first time, 1997, if there was a reason why we moved to America, my little thought was that, okay, God, give me a new mountain to climb. I was 40 years old when I moved to America. I'm 68. Could you imagine? Thank you for allowing me to pour that to many of you that was there. I was in the prime years. Could you imagine? I was 40. Wow. And I'm so humbled that God would allow you and you allowed God that you all could cross our path. Because there is something more that God would want to do. So just for God to say, oh, you're asking for another mountain, I'll give you many of them. <laughs> okay. And literally, so when we had our first house in Montana, Patty, you remember that? When you open the window on the second floor, oh boy, all those mountains, what's there for our view? And then with, with all of that to see, then later on God gave you different other views of the mountain. To continually see the whole San Gabriel Valley and the rest of the nations of the world to conquer. So today I believe that God would want to challenge each one of us to stay, to stay and stick together in the Bethels of the house of God. In your home, in your living room, in your personal life, in our corporate life as a body of Christ together. But at the same time... When God begins to challenge us to be able to confront our Jerichos, we don't step back. We want to move forward. So when you see the barrier, that means faith is rising. It is not to dampen your faith when they're, bam, dead end. Bam, end of the road. When you see caution and it's a detour and all of that, don't be shaken. That means your faith is rising because you're going to go above that and see what God will want to do in your life. That's why we don't step back from our Jerichos. And when you reach your Jordan, hallelujah, you got to walk on dry ground again. And I, I believe God would want for us to do that because he's carrying us. You know, when Pastor Don said, all in for 2023, I said, God, I, I want to affirm that we stick together through thick and thin because we're all in for what you would want to do. Stand to your feet. We're going to sing this song one more time. Shout to the mountains. I believe that there 
We are speaking to our Jerichos. We're speaking to our Jordans. We're being able to keep our Bethels in Jesus' name because He wants us, hallelujah, to do exactly what He wants us and asks for us to accomplish. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Visit us in person or online at hwcim.org.